jackass and they throw him out and then the dog stands up and looks at him and goes maybe i should have said dimaggio <laughs> which yeah i heard one the other day it's um uh uh <laughs> guy, guy looks at his cat and goes i'm gonna teach you how to speak english and the cat goes me how <laughs> there you go <laughs> maybe the cat was speaking chinese and it was saying ni hao yeah <laughs> or was the, I, the other the one i heard today was uh um what do you call what do you call a uh, uh a beehive with no exits yeah. unbelievable so bad yeah so bad <laughs> it's not I, it's not bad bad i mean it's it's bad but you know i get off on dad jokes so it's okay i co- i i threw some at some of my coworkers the other day like i said I, I said hey do you guys uh you guys know why uh scuba divers sit on the you know sit backwards on the edge of the boat and then fall backwards out of the boat and they're like why i was like because if they fell forward they'd still be in the boat <laughs> and yeah, and like get get out of here right now, <laughs> Josie. I mean, <laughs> for Christmas, uh, Crystal uh, Luna bought me uh, two books of just dad jokes. Oh no! Yeah, like you needed that. Like yeah, like like I need like I needed more dad jokes. Yeah. Oh no. Or the um, I, I threw another one out there where I was like, uh, "You guys probably heard of Murphy's Law, but you, you probably haven't heard of Cole's Law." And somebody's <laughs> like, "What's Cole's Law?" And I was like, "You know, it's like a salad, but kind of wet." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Just do an entire episode of just nothing. Just but an dad entire jokes. episode, nothing but dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That would be that. Uh... That would be <laughs> awful. <laughs> that would be the complete opposite of episode sixty-nine. Oh God, Casey's watching. She just sent me a dad joke. She said, "Uh, since you're on the dad joke line tonight." Oh God. <laughs> I can't say that one on the air, Casey. Uh, it's the one with the uh, the mama whale and the baby whale. And the baby whale says, thanks for making me mom. And the mom says, your whale come. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <sighs> damn it, By the Casey. way. Speaking of, of just dad jokes and stuff, I have to go through this list. I have to go through this list so that you can hear some of these because I mentioned it the other day. The the are these real or are these 2023 college football players? I saw that video. Like, like are, I, did I make I, these up? I knew, if, I knew a few of those. I knew a few of those were actual players. So there's there's General Booty. Yeah, he plays, for, definitely he plays for my Oklahoma, favorite. Plays for Oklahoma. Yeah, he's a, I think a sophomore quarterback. Yeah. Um, the the coldest Crawford. Yes, the Louisiana Tech uh, wide receiver Rowdy Beers, who plays for none other than Florida International University, because of course Rowdy Beers plays for a Florida team. Mm-hmm. Um, Mobility, who's a defensive back. I feel like he should have been a safety. Mobility, yeah. Name or, mobility or, or running back. Yeah, or a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, Shida Silla. 
Yeah. Who uh, plays for Boston College. Uh, Derealist Clark. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else we got? Dude, dude person, which <laughs> dude person, yeah. University of Central Arkansas. Was there was back. a there was a, a story just the other day out of Australia, uh, where Australia actually took a woman to court and said, "No, you can't name your son that," and the, she wanted to name her son uh, Methamphetamine Rocks. <laughs> no. No, I, you know, generally you should be able to name people whatever you want to name them, right? But I feel like in that instance, <laughs> it kind of becomes child abuse. Yes. Um, there's also I mean, that's, a memorable that's, factor. That's way worse than a boy named Sue. It is significantly. That's way worse than a boy named Sue. Um, be a memorable factor who's a linebacker mm-hmm. for Duke who's originally from London, believe it or not. He's actually what? English, named Memorable Factor. Memorable Factor. Yep. Fat Watts. Fat Watts, yeah. Um, Panda Askew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Tiger Shanks. Tiger Shanks, yeah. He plays for. Uh, Tiger Shanks plays for uh, UNLV. UNLV, yeah. Yeah, he's a lineman for UNLV. I mean, this one isn't that bad unless you consider the implication, but Cavassier Smoke. Yep. So your last name's Smoke, so of course, name name your your kid's first name after liquor. Why not? Um, Hashtag party parent. (laughs) Kool-Aid McKinstry. That Defensive yes, I, for I, Alabama, roll yeah. tide. The kid's, uh, <laughs> the, the kid's name is Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Hey, Kool Aid. If oh. he doesn't blow through the wall of every single party he goes to, and just goes, "Oh yeah," like <laughs> McKinstry, knock that shit off. <laughs> oh. uh, Pig Cage playing for LSU because. Where else would you play if your name well, is Pig? But if, if your name is if your name is Pig, the only other place you could play is Arizona or not Arizona, Arkansas, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. You'd be a Razorback, right? They, yep. they have they have like their their special call is Sui, right? You know, if your name is Pig, he's he is a defensive back too, so he'll come running. What the hell is on your beer? Is that was that a holster? No, it's a. Oh, it's it, the flannel. I thought it was like one a, of the. It's a little sweater. I thought it was like an OWB leather holster. No, no, it's a, oh, it's a okay. little. It's even got a zipper. Oh God, his and his, pockets. Okay, his 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 beer has a a, a cooler that is a <laughs> red flannel with a zipper on it. That and is, and pockets. <laughs> it has pockets. It is, and that is. That is Wisconsin as fuck. <laughs> oh, and to top it all off, I bought it that, from the that right trading. There, that so. right there is a dad joke. I'm sorry. That is, that is a dad joke. <laughs> I get so many reactions. Like, if I take it to, like, bonfires and stuff, everybody that sees it, and they're just like, are you kidding? And I have the same red flannel, basically, so I will wear that red flannel and then have this. 
And me and my beer are both just sitting there. <laughs> Somebody gets angry at you, take your beer. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Fall asleep with it like it's in PJs. <laughs> oh, okay. Now that we've wasted eight and a half minutes of people's lives. <laughs> that um, they will never get back. <laughs> you're you're welcome. No refunds. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and the reuse of this program by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That's B-I-P-C-O-T.org. We're also covered by Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Monk Friends Council discussion is entirely hypothetical. This is episode 231. Um, yeah, that was that was the end of it. That's that's all I had. I didn't have any. I, I, didn't, I didn't name the episode yet. Yeah, uh, we'll have to Who come knows. up with something. Yeah, flannel flannel beer cozies, <laughs> flannel beer cozies, and something uh, flannel beer cozies and oh oh okay, we we have an article that, that we can add on that. So yeah, so but before we get going, uh, it's not in the notes. Um, we have a a, a somber anniversary to celebrate. Today marks 10 years of Ross Ulbrich being in a cage. That is so ridiculous. 10, ten years. years. 10 years so far he's been in a cage, not because, not even really at the end of the day, because he set up a website, but because yes. he allegedly was hiring killers to take out people. And then those charges, of course, were dropped as soon as those charges pending yes. were factored in to yes. the sentencing, which uh, is illegal. Yeah, let's not forget. Ten, he's been in 10 years now. The people that he that that helped run um, the Silk Road and the people that ran Silk Road 2 that were arrested are already out. Yep. And they're arrested oh. after him. Yes. So, but uh, Ross had a uh, uh, real Ross U on Twitter. Um, he said, uh, one year for each finger on both hands. Today ends a full decade in prison. I sometimes fear I'll spend the rest of my life behind concrete walls and locked doors, but I have no one else to blame. It's my poor choices that led me here. And all I can do now is pray for mercy. That, that is, that heartbreak, that, that was just not... Because it wasn't his poor choices that did no. that. It's the government being a bunch of fucking tyrants. Yeah. Yeah. As, you know, Ross Ross got scapegoated, right? He got he got made an example of, right? They're, they do the same with Assange. They're doing the same right now to Alex Jones. Um, they just do it publicly instead of doing it privately like they did to Gary Webb. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a, he's a living example of... What happens when you try to live outside? About try to live outside the government. So, which uh, 
kind of leads us into another article that I wanted to bring up. Um, so Croatia, Croatia raided Liberland. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. Yeah. So, I don't, do we need to go into a, a history on Liberland? A background? I, I think we should, because I, I think a lot of people probably... We did cover it on a previous episode, but I yeah. think a lot of people probably... Yeah, so... Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, Liberland, also known as the Free Republic of Liberland, is an unrecognized micronation in Southeast Europe, claiming an uninhabited parcel of disputed land on the west bank of the Dunabi, uh, Dunabi River between Croatia and Serbia. Danube. Oh, Danube. Sorry. Danube. So basically, it's, a, it's like, it's like 2.7 square miles. 2.7 square miles of... Uh, of of uninhabited land, it's it's more or less a floodplain uh, with swamp, right? There is there were people. It's, it has it has no real commercial value. Um, so people decided to just start moving there, and uh, they declared themselves their own little micronation and and all that good stuff and. Uh, they made a they made a huge mistake, um, which we'll get into after we cover the article. But uh, uh, the article is from total total Croatia News dot com. Uh, Croatian police crossed uh, and borderland settlement dismantled. Another twist in Europe's most bizarre border story as Croatian police oversee the operation to dismantle the settlement of Liberland. Another week, another twist in the eight year saga of Croatia's eastern border on the Danube. Right, that's what it is, Danube River. Danube. 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 Okay. Danube. Yes. Okay. I'm just every time I pause, just say Danube. Okay. Danube. Danube. Uh, on the it's eastern Danube. border of the Danube. Uh, a story which gets stranger and stranger with the latest development being that the Croatian police crossed the, the country's uh, external border to oversee the dismantling of the settlement on the so-called free state of Liberland, uh, a seven square kilometer piece of land on the Danube. Uh, unclaimed by any country for over 25 years until uh, Czech national uh, Vit Jezelinki, uh, J-E-D-I-C-K-A. I don't know if it's Jedlika, Jedlika. I'm going to, I know several Czech women who are going to yell at me as soon yeah. as they hear this. How do you not know how to pronounce that? Yeah. But So, um, so Vit uh, national uh, Vit, uh, whatever his name is, uh, claimed to this new country back in April 2015. The territory which officially belonged to Serbia in the land registry, the land registry dates back to the Austro-Hungarian times when the Danube flowed differently. Uh, has been robustly patrolled by Croatian police who have been actively preventing anyone from visiting Liberland un- until just a few weeks ago. And remember, Croatia and Serbia historically do not particularly care for each other. No. No. <laughs> Okay, this is where it gets this is where it gets interesting. Uh, two things changed this year. The first was that Croatia entered the Schengen uh, zone. S C H E N G E N. I don't know if this is is Schengen or Schengen. I I have heard it both ways. I don't know, but it's a like Schengen Schengen or whatever is like this like multi borderal concept because like they call the european union a Schengen zone 
Yes. Uh, with let's see, according to the Shenzhen Zone, um, with a valid U.S. passport, you can stay up to ninety days for tourism or business during any one hundred and eighty day period. Okay, so basically, it's like a uh, economic zone. Uh, it covers most of the EU countries except Ireland and countries that are soon to be part of the Shenzhen Zone, which is Romania, Bulgaria, and uh, or Romania, Bulgaria, and Cyprus. So, yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's, it's a EU. It's an EU, yeah. Same. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, With the exception of Ireland, because Ireland's really unique because we have specific um, constitutional things in Ireland yeah. that will not allow us to fully embrace all of the eu rules and that's one of them yeah which is heartbreaking what's happening to ireland that's a discussion for another time <sighs> two things changed this year uh the first was croatia entered the the shin the zone uh and the border between the two territories became not only a croatian border but also a Shenzhen one other Shenzhen citizens no longer had the need to cross a croatian border and there was no reason to stop someone with a Shenzhen visa slash citizenship uh, from coming down the Danube uh, on a jet ski from Hungary, for example. One man who did that, who did just that back in April, was a popular YouTuber, uh, Nico Olmani, who was kicked on cameras by Croatian policemen. Um, the policemen were subsequently disciplined, the article says. Um, Olmani's viral video came out a few months later, more than 8 million views so far. Uh, and around this time, the situation on the ground changed. The first wooden constructions began. So they went from a tent city to actually starting to permanently set up, which really pissed people off. Yes. Yes. Uh, Liberland announced the uh, opening of an official border crossing point which included an agreed passport check with the Croatian police. Such a turnaround seemed unlikely. Um, let's see. So uh, it seemed unlikely to me, so I decided to visit myself with a photographer from Pixel. And indeed, it was true. You can read my passport, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there's a whole video thing. Um, uh, President uh, Jadlika's 40th birthday celebration on September 9th brought a new twist. His birthday present from the Croatian police was arrest and ban from entering Croatia and Liberland for five years. Tents were confiscated uh, and a halt to construction was ordered. Uh, but people were allowed to stay, again, from a legal aspect. This is outside Croatia and uh, the Shenzhen zone. Right. Remember, Croatia did not claim this land. So that it is not within Croat national borders. And it is not within neighboring countries' borders, which means it is not part of the Shenzhen zone, which means it is not EU either. Yes. Uh, and then, according to settlers, on September 21st, Croatian police arrived once more unannounced, and a private company began dismantling and confiscating any almost everything, including food, uh, with no uh, written or written uh, explanation or report. A very unusual situation, Europe's craziest border story, and one with a legal status on what just happened is fascinating. Uh, the settlers again, no state- one technically claims this except this self-declared independent nation. Yes, the settlers seem determined and are mostly now on a houseboat, as well as a bigger community at the Liberland Ark village on the Serbian side. Liberland released a press statement after the recent events, which you can read below. Okay. Um, do we want to? Do you want? Do you want to say anything on on what we've read so far? 
I mean, it's what's important to remember again is like because this this happens. So strictly speaking, a country only exists if other countries acknowledge that it exists. More or less. So since no one recognizes Liberland as a an independent nation, Mm -hmm. no one actually has a claim to this land. Which technically means anyone can go into it. But this is this is also Eastern Europe. It's this is right Where, on the edge of EU, like literally, because again, the yeah. Danube generally is the border mm-hmm. historically, and has always been a major border during um, Operation Barbarossa and stuff. Getting across yeah. Danube yeah. is was a big deal. Um, so this is on the Eastern side of the Danube. So it is outside of the purview of the European union, which would otherwise mean that you can't just declare an independent nation in it, even if it's Mm -hmm. unclaimed because it's just EU space at that point. Yeah. Um, so think of it like, like the the easiest way to think of it is if you're here in the United States and let's say there's, you know, right on the border between Nevada and California, there's a tiny little chunk of land that neither state claims. Technically, that's just under federal jurisdiction. There actually is, there is a guy that lives on the south side of Lake Tahoe who has, I was like, it's like seven or, or it's like 10 or 12 acres or something like that. Oh yeah, um, and he has it fenced off, and he actually has declared his own micronation with like his. Yeah, own he passport. issues passports. Passports, yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. You can actually get them. Um, there's also there is a my buddy, our, our buddy, our buddy Shane Radliff, uh, for his farm for uh, um, uh, oh, what is it? What is the name of his little piece of land? Uh, but he has he has a passport system too. For for his place in in Illinois, yeah. Yeah, the um the Contrapublic is another oh, one. Oh, Pasnia. Pasnia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the the Contrapublic Contrapublic in, in, um, in South Florida. Florida. Yeah, in the Keys uh-huh. where it was an island that essentially the United States forgot to actually officially claim yeah. and when they realized it they're like uh-huh. I guess we're our, our own country then and yeah, it was all very tongue in cheek the whole time yeah. when they did it but and there's other places. There's like there's Sealand, and then there's um, mm-hmm. um, a couple places in Europe that are like uh, abandoned oil derricks, right? That are their own micronations. Um, there's well, yeah, Sealand's on an old uh, summer, World War II submarine tending station um, in the Atlantic and stuff. But the the big thing is is that this is not within any country's territorial land. This mm-hmm. is unclaimed and technically, theoretically they should be able to claim it and declare it an independent country. The problem is that when they did so one, they never petitioned anybody to recognize them. They just did it. They just did it. And two, they also never armed themselves to Mm -hmm. be able to defend it. When the Croatian paramilitary police decide to invade them and kick them out. And there's no reason to even do it because realistically, Mm -hmm. No one wants it anyway. Well, that that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, so Liberland existed um, until it became an annoyance, right? Once it once it developed a checkpoint, once it became 
more than just, hey, look at these dumbass people living in the swamp. Once they started building permanent structures or attempting to build permanent structures, that's when the that's when it became uh, less of a side thing and it became an annoyance, right? Because you can't you can't claim to 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 be a country with borders and 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 enforce this and enforce that, um, and have people believing they're outside of your authority, putting permanent structures on your land. Well, which isn't their land though; it is their land. But it it's not. It is there. Okay. Technically, because the river moves, the border moves. Ah, except it doesn't in this yes. case. It does. So it does. It, it doesn't because uh-huh. because in order to officially move that border, there is a legal process that has to be followed. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. Get out of my swamp. <laughs> so and as Lieberland made the point in their press release, they pointed mm-hmm. out that according to international law within the UN, the international convention, because <laughs> neither Serbia nor Croatia bothered to claim the land mm-hmm. when the Danube moved for more than 25 years, it is yeah. considered unclaimed territory by either country and is legally, therefore, not part of either nation mm-hmm. and if someone sets up and declares an independent nation it should legally therefore be its own nation yes. now granted it's super tiny and it's ridiculous but technically <laughs> not only that but like they don't have to allow people to traverse their own country in order to get to the there's, there's a whole bunch of other stuff but uh you mentioned arms you mentioned arms that's a that's that's a big point here um as I said, if, if <sighs> Lieberland existed because it was whimsical, and then once it became like an actual threat, once it started doing border checks and creating permanent structures, it became something of an annoyance. It became something that that Croatia and Serbia and, and, and people have to worry about. Because Liberland did not have arms, because they did not have the means or the willingness to defend itself, it was it was run over. Uh, right. In ni- in nineteen eighty four, Erwin uh, Strauss, E R W I N S T R A U S S. You can find the PDF of that book literally anywhere. It's on, it's on Telegram. He wrote a book called How to Start Your Own Country. And multiple, multiple times in that book, he references uh, in order to play games, essentially in order to play games with nation states. If you want to create your own nation, if you want to create your own your own country and you're going to play games against other countries, you have to be as and more willing and able to defend yourself uh, and from, from a defensive point. To the point of uh, acquiring nuclear weapons. Yeah, the um, I don't know if you've ever read The Mouse That Roared. Yes. Um, fabulous book. I freaking love that book. The movie, too. It's so funny. Man, is it funny. But in it, it's this tiny little dookie in Europe that is broke. And they're like, well, what do we do? And they're like, well, hey, after the United States beats other countries in wars, they always come in and spend billions of dollars to rebuild them. 
<laughs> so why don't we just declare war on the United States, lose the war, and then the United States will just rebuild us. <laughs> but they can't make it obvious. <laughs> Zolensky's going, there's some good ideas here. <laughs> yeah, but they can't make it obvious that they're trying to lose because the, then the United States may not take it seriously and then actually yes. give them a bunch of aid after they beat them. So they don't tell their soldiers and then their soldiers inadvertently capture on a commando raid the Q bomb, <laughs> which is like the most destructive bomb ever created. It's worse than the H bomb. Yeah. And they actually capture it and bring it back. And the leaders of the country are like, what have you done? We actually just won. What are we supposed to do? Like we doomed us. Yeah, like what did you do? We actually won. We're actually going to be a world power now. This is not what was supposed to happen. Puts coupon puts coupon on eBay. Yeah, like does anybody else want this? But like they're like they're actually going to attack us now. Like people will actually declare mm -hmm. war on us now, and we don't have a military. We have you ten idiots who just did this, and that's it. <laughs> that's the whole military. Like what do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's really oh. good. But like that's that's kind of the point. There is like if you want to be able to actually get into a Mexican standoff with another country, and let's mm -hmm. be honest. If you're trying to be an incredibly freedom-loving country, a truly freedom-loving country, every other country is going to be an enemy of yours. So you yeah. are, the best you can ever really hope for is Mexican standoffs with all of them. Yeah, there's uh, another one that I remember from uh, co-hosting Vanu uh, with Shane Radcliffe. Um, there was one in the South Pacific, some un uninhabited atoll somewhere. Uh, and they they came in and and they had a um, a boat beached and they like started to build um, something or other. And they had two weeks and then like um, the chief from the neighboring village uh, and a couple of people in boats drove by and did a, a little drive by on boats and shot everything and took the supplies and that was the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to try, I mean, look at like the reason Picaren exists, right? Mm -hmm. Speaking of the South, South Pacific, the reason Picaren exists is because no one could find Picaren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the reason. That was the reason why the mutineers from the bounty, the HMS bounty, were able to set up what is, what is now the modern nation of Picaren is because. The, uh, the the British government could not find the frickin' island because the Pacific Ocean, I realize this may be a shock, is a really big place. <laughs> and one tiny little, like, five-square-mile island <laughs> in the middle of it is really, really hard to track down. Yes. So that's how you can lose things like an entire Japanese carrier fleet in the South Pacific. Like... It's a really big place, and so that's the only reason that they were able to um, to get away with what they got away with and create the modern nation, which has uh, famous swimming pigs, by the way. Yes. Not because the pigs need to swim, because it entertains people, and then they get fed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, If I remember right, the pigs are protected now, too. Yeah, lot, um the yeah. yeah, the swimming ones are. Um also Picaren will in fact pay you 
to move there if you qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be willing to follow or to father or mother a child within the ne- <laughs> within the country within the next five years. But they will give you a house. They will give you land and and startup funds if you want to move there. So I think you have to have a minimum of like ten thousand dollars in liquid assets on hand already yeah. before you move because there's really no way to make money there. But um, yeah, so if you want to move to Picaren, from what I understand, it's a pretty free country. It's just, you know, you're not going to just know everyone in town. You're literally going to know everyone in the entire country because it is like five square miles. But like this country, its issue is that, you know, with Liberland is that it is right on the border between two countries that hate each other, mm-hmm. have always hated each other. Um, I mean, <laughs> Serbia is not known for being an incredibly peaceful nation. Neither is Croatia. <laughs> They're totally peaceful as long as you completely agree with them. I mean, you know, it's not like people have heard of, like, Sarajevo or <laughs> Kosovo or... Uh, isn't, that where, isn't that where the sniper shot at uh, Hillary Clinton? I Allegedly, I think it was Kosovo. That's, like, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's Sar- all, well, yeah, that's the joke. And Sarajevo, Sarajevo was, you know, I mean, not only, like, that city was the site of the start of world war one and also the site of a uh i think a winter olympics and then the site of some of the worst fighting between serbs and croats i mean it was utterly destroyed especially the olympic village itself like i saw the olympic village in the aftermath of that it was insane um but yeah so like the, these are not countries that are historically known for being easy to deal with, and you decided to set up in between them, and yes. uh, that was not going to go well for you. As soon as you started being an actual country, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, we don't need to read. Uh, okay, let's let's. Uh, I'll read the first paragraph of this. The statement from Liberland, from uh, Liberland Press, uh, on the morning of Thursday, September twenty first, a private company under the orders. From the Zupan, that's the prefecture, the prefecture uh, inspector, acting on behalf of the Croatian forest, made an unannounced extraterrestrial incursion onto or into Liberland and demolished and removed Liberland property. Liberlanders living on the land were threatened with arrest if they interfered. An unspecified number of Liberlanders were arrested under the vague charges of, quote, failure to comply with a lawful order. Croatian police escorted the demolition crews who committed this act of indiscriminate destruction. The assault was committed without warning and without the forest company or police issuing any reasons or justification. Persons present were not given time to gather their own personal belongings, much less their equipment. Thankfully, no one was injured, but our property was damaged and confiscated. This occurred on the International Day of Peace of all days. (sighs) Again, if you don't have the means and the willingness, you are simply 
harmless. I love the the photo, by the way, of the one Lieberland resident wrapped in a Gadsden flag. <laughs> don't don't tread on me. <laughs> yeah, but you're a toothless rattlesnake. You don't have any arms. You don't even you have a rattle. You don't, yeah, even, you don't even really a have a rattle. Oh. And then she's waving a Lieberland flag as if that's going to make a difference. Just wave the flag real hard. <laughs> They're not elk. You're not going to scare them away by waving a flag back and forth. We voted that you don't have the right to do this. Yeah. Uh. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that uh, in Monty Python in the Holy Grail. Well, I didn't vote for you. Like, Yeah, there's the, the picture Andrew's talking about. She's She's wearing a Gadsden. And has a Croatian flag over her shoulder. Yeah. I think, El, it's, a, I think, I think it's a her. I don't know her pronouns. I don't fucking know her pronouns. Right? Yeah. It's she. But it's, <laughs> you know, all I can think of is this is the help, help, I'm being repressed. Now we see the violence <laughs> inherent in the system. Like, <laughs> I just, oh, I don't know. I don't want to really want to go too far into this. I mean, if you're going to play games with nation states, you, you have to be willing to go all the way or or you're just you're harmless there's there's no there's no point you you existed if yeah yeah i think if you want to exist because to be allowed to continue to exist because you are so harmless and inoffensive you need to remain that harmless and inoffensive the moment that you decide that you no longer want to remain the silly little joke you better be ready right then to mm-hmm. defend your claim because yes. the only language that countries truly speak at the end of the day mm-hmm. is violence. Yes. If you do not have the ability to repel or match said violence, you're, you're, you exist at the whim of others. And Lieberland no longer exists because it got to the point where it couldn't be couldn't be couldn't be uh it wasn't amusing anymore yeah it's i mean it's the same thing as like the contra if the contra public had actually ever mm-hmm. taken themselves seriously the united states would have quashed that immediately yes. um the i forget what is it called that other one it like part it's like party nation or something ridiculous like it's truly a joke um, um there's a bunch of them but like they exist because they're a joke Yes. Right, because they're not serious and they don't try to be serious. Mm-hmm. So they're they're a different thing, right? But in the moment that you actually try to be a serious country, like to exist, mm-hmm. even if you're a faux nation. Uh, uh, for historical example, go watch the movie Free State of Jones. Yep. The moment that you try to exist as a serious country, any you now have to be willing to play on the same playing field that any mm-hmm. other country mm-hmm. is willing to play on. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you um, you can't emotionally or mentally affect people that are violent by nature. 
right? You you can't you can't reach those people on an emotional or mental level uh, to go against their nature, right? The the, the state the state exists because it is violent. Be, this the the believers in the state, the the believers in the the the, the, the you know status of the religion, the cult, whatever you want to call it, uh, they're violent. they'll shoot you over a fucking parking ticket. They'll shoot you because your brake light is out. They threw Ross in a cage because he he was running a website. They threw Ross in a cage for 200 fucking years. Double life sentence plus 40 for running a fucking website. They executed Duncan Lemp. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yep. he dared uh, the homie, the homie Timothy Teagan. Timothy Teagan just got released from federal from federal from federal jail or federal prison because he, uh, being a cannabis smoker, said no, he does not take drugs on his forty four seventy three. And they went, oh, fuck around, find out, and threw him in a cage for a year because he he checked the a, a box. Uh, he lied on his forty four seventy three. Which is yet another reason to not fill out a forty four seventy three, but that's yeah. you know again a, a different discussion. <laughs> but yeah, that's <sighs> what it amounts to is like you need to remember that these the a the definition of a government is simply a group of people who claim an absolute exclusive right to yes. moral initiated force within a given geographical area. That is uh-huh. a government. Yes. Anybody who claims the definition is anything different has not bothered to think about it or is just straight up lying and using euphemisms. At the end of the day, that is all a government is, is just a bunch of people who go, I am the only one who has the right to initiate violence against others in this given territory. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, where do you want to go now? Um, well, let's, let's, throw, let's throw the update. Um, uh, Johnny Hurley, the homie. The brother, R.I.P. Johnny, or ha- what's the hashtag? Be like Johnny. Yeah, be like Johnny. Uh, Arvada reaches two point eight million dollars settlement and deadly shooting of Johnny Hurley. Uh, settlement for two point eight million has reached the deadly shooting of Arvada police officer shot and killed Hurley in Old Town Arvada on June twenty first, twenty twenty one. Hurley's mother filed a lawsuit against the police department for unlawful use of deadly force one year and a day after the shooting. Um. Hurley is considered a hero after he stopped an active shooter who had killed Arvada police officer Gordon Beasley. A joint statement from the city of Arvada and the attorney's office for the uh, estate of Johnny Hurley and Kathleen Boylan reads in part, quote, recognizing that this is a horrific set of circumstances for all involved. The parties have agreed to settle this matter. It reaches a settlement. The parties acknowledge the tragic loss of Officer Beasley and Mr. Hurley and acknowledge Mr. Hurley's heroic actions under trying and unusual circumstances. These men were loved by their families and friends. They were valued members for their communities. In the light of this, the parties have agreed to explore the possibility of a memorial uh, to com- to uh, corroborate the events of that day. So, uh, by the way, the officer that shot Johnny, uh, uh, charges were uh, not char- no charges were filed. He shot Johnny low from behind. Uh, it hit the hip and the femoral, and Johnny laid there and. Bled to death after saving multiple lives. Yeah, because he w- had picked up and was removing the magazine from the AR. Yep. So, and the police the officer did not call out. I think I think I've watched that video 
six or seven times. There was no there was no call out. There was no hey drop it. It was Christian tires pop out, pop pop pop. Johnny went down. Yeah. So, all right, we don't need to get farther in that one. Well, I mean, I will say that you know the good on the citizens of Arvada who immediately came out in support of Johnny and absolutely universally condemned that fucking pig. Yes. I am I am very proud of them for that that they universally came out and condemned his actions and said what is wrong with you you didn't bother to confirm who you were aiming the gun at you didn't confirm anything nothing you just started shooting without questioning yep. what didn't was even, going didn't even didn't holler out you know not drop it not police no nothing just down goes Johnny so yep yeah, so that was that's that's a somber one. I mean, I he was on my friends list. I never really interacted with him much. The the little bit that I did interact with him, he was a, seemed like a really solid, really good dude. Yes. Uh, if you reach out on on our multiple our our mutual friends, uh, Lindsey Cohen. Um, they were on again, off again. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, right. he seemed like a pretty good dude, and you know, and I mean, you know, if you go back and you watch the video from inside the gun, the military surplus mm-hmm. store, he he hears the gunshots, he immediately Without reacts, question. yes, immediately reacts. He goes, he saves who knows how many lives, and for his trouble, some freaking trigger happy pile of shit just yes. rolls up and is like, "I'm gonna be a hero cop today," and murders him. Yep. Oh. They call it a, a panic pull, I think is the, the term. If you are that much of a coward that you cannot be bothered to assess a situation before you discharge deadly force, yeah, you have absolutely no business with deadly force in your hands. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, you know, that image, right? Gun store in Southern California, Culver City. Yep. Right. Says guns on the side. Big, huge, big, huge word. It says guns. Um, it's, uh, was it, uh, the store is called Martin B. Redding Gun Store. Has the Winchester on it. Always a line on the side of it. Um, so, um, it seemed like an unusual but effective solution. To keep another gun store from opening up in the spot where one was shutting down, Culver City officials decided to buy the gun store. So this is Culver City, Southern California. Uh, The Martin B. Redding Gun Store on Washington Boulevard, uh, emblazoned with a huge memorial of a rifle and the word guns painted in oversized letters, has operated in the city for more than six decades. It drew objections from some parents or residents in recent years, because of its proximity to an elementary school. In 2005, after a spat of school shootings across the country, Culver City adopted an ordinance preventing gun sellers from operating within 1,000 feet of a campus. Uh, Martin B. Redding, which stood about 800 feet from La Bolina Elementary School, was grandfathered in and able to stay put, uh, and it could have transferred those rights to the new owner. It was 800 feet from the school. Keep in mind, 800 feet Yes, eight football fields from the school. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
Eight football fields. That is two uh, two Major League Baseball home runs. That is, well, that's what three just under three NFL football fields. Uh, yeah, two hundred two hundred sixty six point six 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 yards. Yes. Yeah. So, it's but I mean like you're you're talking about a distance where there is no physical way you could see that building from, <laughs> from the, the school. From the school now. And not only that, but the, what they have to say about it, why they did it. <laughs> I'm. We're, we're going to read it, and I'm going to point something out to you real quick yeah. after we read this. Okay. Uh, with a $6.5 million price tag, the cost was, quote, on the high end of commercial real estate in the area, city staffers said during the September 11 meeting, where the city council voted to buy the store. Parents and gun control advocates argued the price was worth it to keep another gun store out. Quote, it's an investment in the safety of this community and our kids, says Megan Odson, a member of Culver 878, a group of residents and parents who advocate for local gun safety measures. Really, Megan, would you <laughs> would you like to articulate to me? In detail, articulate. No, no, in no. In what that, way? Stop, stop being racist. In what way? Yes. Having a gun store that close to <laughs> an elementary school puts those children at risk. Articulate that to me. What <laughs> in your mind do you think is happening? Yes. That this is keeping them safe. Are you under the impression that there are people? <laughs> Who are walking into this gun store, filling out a forty-four seventy-three in Cal in California with a ten-day waiting period? Right. Uh, you also waiting? have you also have background checks for ammunition purchases. You also have magazine restrictions. Waiting ten days, going back, picking up their limited to ten-round gun. <laughs> Along with magazines and ammunition, uh, and if it's standing a, in the and parking if it's a lot, rifle, and if it's a rifle, it has the fixed fix magazine law, right? And then right. they're standing in the parking lot and loading it, and what driving over to the elementary school several blocks away that can't that can't be seen from the gun store, that can't be seen from the gun store, and you're worried that that is going to occur. Is that? <sighs> Is that the gist of what your concern is? That you're under the impression yes. that a school shooter will be like, hey, in 10 days, I'm going to lose my mind and go shoot this school. But I don't want to have to go it's, through all the oh, trouble oh. of bringing the gun home. <laughs> in so ten, I'm going to buy in ten it days, in ten days, In 10 days after multiple background checks. <laughs> and, your, and your legal limit or legally limited magazine capacity. You're going to violate that ordinance and the other ordinances and the other laws and all those other laws um, to go do something bad to the kids. Right. So I just want to I just want to like so the sequence of events that Megan here is concerned about <laughs> is that a person who has had no, no we, significant you know, run just, run ins need, with we, law enforcement. We just need more laws. That's what we just need more laws. Right. It's so she's so so Megan Odson is concerned that what's about to happen is that a person if, if you don't if you don't like gun control, you can go start your own country. 
Except I can't because the police will invade. Uh, but so, so what she's concerned about is that a person with need, no significant need, legal trouble in their I need past. A patch, I need a patch for my mic. Dave, I need a patch for my mic that says Liberland reject. <laughs> Refugee. Liberland refugee. Would no, be a good one. no, I'm a reject. They wouldn't let me in because I'm not. I'm not harmless. <laughs> it's like you aren't sitting on tires with a gun in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all set. Yeah, like that. But it's like, <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, oh. so what? What Megan Odson here is suggesting they're keeping you safe from is a man with. Absolutely, because not a woman. You know, she'd never say that women are dangerous, right? She's not that type. Oh, so, it'd, it'd be it'd be a white man. It'd be a white man, right? With no history of mental, documented history of mental illness, and no uh, because major uh, yes, criminal... California, California has a duty to report law. So if you yep. if you had therapy or if you were on any sort of a heavy SSRIs, you would be on that list, right? No significant run-ins with the law whatsoever. Mm-hmm is randomly one day going to go in a week and a half <laughs> to decide that we I want to go attack yeah. an elementary school and I don't want to have to bring the gun home so I'm going to buy it from the gun store nearest the school yes and then he's going to proceed to wait that week and a half again this man <laughs> has no history of breaking the law or any kind of mental illness. And then he's going to buy this gun and he's going to go do this horrible thing. Right? Like that's what Mm -hmm. she's under the impression. She's heroically saving the world from the odds of that actually being a thing that would ever have occurred are zero. (laughs) You are saving no one, Megan, no one. So what you're saying is, you know who's being saved? You know who's being saved by Megan getting rid of this gun store? Probably <laughs> her husband's secretary that he's been sleeping with for the past six years. <laughs> the, because the guy, he can't stand her Xanax and wine weekends. The guy that owns the store because he's getting $6.5 million. $6 million that isn't going to the children and helping them and like giving them additional facilities nope. or paying for better teachers or anything else. No, no, no. We're going to buy this building that's now just going to stay sit vacant, begin yes. to deteriorate, and gonna, pull yeah, down gonna, surrounding property values. <laughs> we're going to pay an elevated price for a piece of property to prevent a local business from occupying said property. Whoo! Yep. You know what the problem is. I think the problem is just that uh, Americans have too many freedoms. Clearly, yeah. because we certainly can't have the freedom as consenting adults to choose what to put into our own bodies and also defend ourselves in our freedoms. <laughs> you know, conveniently, uh, I just happened to have an article <laughs> with a poll from uh, Real, Clear po- uh, Real Clear Politics that found 34% of Democratic voters believe that Americans possess, quote, too much freedom compared to just 14.6% of Republican voters. 34 per, a third, a third of these yes. people don't like freedom. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Hold on. Give me, give me a full paragraph. I the, sur- just- the survey found that 34% of Democratic voters believe that Americans possess, quote, too much freedom compared to just 14.6% of Republican voters, although the overwhelming portion of U.S. voters believe that freedom of speech and protection is beneficial. 52% of Democrat voters believe it is important, quote, it is important that or an important quote that the government be able to censor user content on social media platforms. It feels threatens national security. The Democrats believe that you need to win the victory over yourself and love Big Brother. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, 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 funny you say that because John made a comment earlier. It was in reference to that uh, uh, tweet from Ross Ulbrich. Um, he made a reference to Winston. Yep, that's why I brought that one up because it, it had it in my brain. <sighs> yep. And it's, but I mean, like, this is, this is the thing, 52% of Democrat voters think that it is important that the government dictate what you can say in the public forum. Additionally, approximately 75% of Democratic voters believe that the government should, quote, Censor hateful social media content, according to the poll. Three quarters of these people think that it's important that words that make them sad, you can possibly get thrown in jail for that. Like, because ultimately that's the result of censorship, right? It isn't just removing content. It ultimately culminates in actual legal charges. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know what the problem is? We just uh, we just don't belong here. We should we should we should move to Liberland. We should start our own country. Oh, we can start our own country wherever the hell we want <laughs> because we're not harmless. <laughs> uh huh. Um, <laughs> and if the U.S. just is going to keep misplacing F thirty fives. Well, I, you, you saw the tweet the other day, um, uh, Tyler Yankee, um, Libertarian Podcast Review. Um, he, he tweeted at Gavin yeah. Newsom. He said, uh, uh, hey, I'll replace, uh, I'll replace uh, uh, Diane Feinstein in the Senate if you want me to, um, and I'll start declaring something or other. And I said, hey, will you please declare as domestic terrorists? I could really use the CIA money in a helix. Yeah, <laughs> he, said, yeah, he, I, he said something to the effect of whatever you whatever need. Whatever you want. Whatever yeah, he said, whatever you want, and I and I said, uh, M M moderate rebel Gibbs yeah. Hilux. <laughs> yep. Tyler's a fan of the show. He pops in the chat from time to time. Gibbs Gibbs me Hilux and technical. <laughs> I'm moderate though, you see, no. and so I should be the one that you're arming. M M well regulated. Yeah, like just you know what you know what you could send me is I'm not even asking for M1 Abrams like some honey badgers, you know maybe oh. a striker or four, uh, a few Bradleys. I don't I'm not asking for much. It's just a just a little bit of stuff that you know is starting to get a little old, a little outdated. You just send it my way, and we'll you know I'll take care of it for you. Some of the, along yeah, with a bunch those, of ammunition. Those those old M16s, those old M4s. You know they're phasing them out to the Sig Spear. Uh, you know, hey, if those if those have to go somewhere, you know, hey, I'll take them. Just, you know, I 
Gosh, and in <laughs> and I I mean the 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 crow's system is starting to get kind of old, and I don't even need a vehicle to necessarily. But if you want to just send me the crows and the machine guns <laughs> connected to them, we can probably. Mm-hmm figure out a use for them i'm just saying you know yeah. as moderate they're, rebels they're, they're all they're already bringing in the next generation mraps right so i'll the, take the, the old ones the old ones right there's some there's so some 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 worked in humvees you know that there still exist that are yeah. you know well they're humvees yeah mm. <laughs> they're humvees that's <laughs> <laughs> The, I'm just, they, I, I could I changed. could provide I could provide a lot of community aid if I had a couple of saws and a deuce and a half. It is amazing the amount of community outreach that a twenty mic mic is capable of. <laughs> yeah. Smiles and Gustav. Yeah. <laughs> Gustav. Oh man, those things are so fucking great. So all right. because <laughs> what what would make a gun that fires a projectile this big around better if it also blows fire out the ass end fucking 15, 20 feet? That's what would well, make it's, it cooler. It's, it's it's that's what you need for when you're surrounded by the enemy, right? <laughs> set some of them on fire, <laughs> blow some of them up, and just keep spinning in a circle. And yeah. eventually, yeah, for when that when the zombies learn how to fly, <laughs> well, the tremors. <laughs> it's, what was that? Was it tremor? Tremors three with the the flyers? Yeah, with the ass blasters. Yeah, the ass blasters. There you go. You know, I do remember the ass blasters, and they yeah. had like heat vision, so they had to like spray themselves with a yeah. fire extinguisher. Fire would sure. not, yeah. which would not actually work. You'd be better off just spraying them with yeah. a fire extinguisher, or with a Gustav. <laughs> Definitely would take care of them <laughs> if you hit them with a Gustav. Good, it's a good uh, thing. It's a good thing the ass blasters and tremors uh, are legally banned in uh, Liberland because they they sweet. violate the nap. They they tax. So, um, on the uh, the censorship note, we got way off on the censorship note. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna segue to this, but uh, no, we're not gonna go that now because the segue is ruined. No, I, the segue is ruined. <laughs> the segue is ruined. We can still bring up though. Like I feel that it's counterpoint to the Democrats. There's the tiniest shred of maybe hope in that 46% of Republican voters believe that Americans have too little freedom. So, okay, okay, all right. Um, uh, something, something, um, Republican, we can go to Republican state story. Sure, okay. The, uh, the drum roll, uh, the hidden article, the one that I did not tell you about. Uh, uh, or did I tell you about it? I think I no, I told you about that. I didn't tell you about the other. One. Okay, either way, um, uh, Wyoming, Jackson, Wyoming, Jackson, Wyoming buys eight buses for transit system. A transit system run by the town of Jackson and Teton County set out to replace its diesel buses with electric, but none of the eight electric buses on its fleet are running, and the company that made them went bankrupt. 
Thank God. Thank God that we got rid of the repairable, reliable diesel ones. <laughs> or yes. else we might really have an environmental impact. Yes. So instead, um, we have these plastic and hazardous waste batteried, completely non-recyclable, immovable things that we can't possibly repair ourselves. Yes. Uh, Teton County and the town of Jackson. So this is, so this is not Jackson like you're thinking Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole is a ski resort. The town of Jackson is down the hill. That's where the airport is. But uh, Teton County and the town of Jackson set its heights, set its sights a low emission transit system for the county. The Southern Teton Area Rapid Transit or START system, the, the START system, a joint Except operation. It doesn't. <laughs> the joint operation between Jackson and Teton County bought eight electric vehicle buses to complement its fleet of 31, but none of the electric buses are running, and so the town's transit system has is having to rely on its diesel fleet. Last month, the electric bus manufacturer that supplied Start, California-based Proterra, oh. filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The Jackson Hole News and Guys reports that the last of the electric buses went out of service two months ago, and some of the broken buses have been awaiting parts for months. You know why? Start you direct why. Start Director Bruce Abel told the Cowboy State Daily, that's the, the article, the newspaper, that the agency still isn't sure when these parts will come or when its electric fleet will be running again. Never. Quote, we're evaluating our options to see how we can work through that and make sure that they can be on the road again. You know, so and this is this is one of these hilarious moments, right? Like, mm -hmm. let me let me explain something real quick. If I have a diesel bus, okay, chances are that diesel bus <laughs> is running on a most likely probably like a Cummins motor. Let's be uh, honest. Let, let's not forget that Wyoming is one of the largest oil producing states in the United States. Mm -hmm. So I have an easily available fuel. In fact, if it's diesel, I can convert it very, very easily to run on used cooking oil or used motor oil that's been cut with just a little bit of gasoline. Mm -hmm. I can run it on basically any compressible flammable fluid. Mm -hmm. Right. So any fluid that will ignite under compression, that's all I need. And I can get it with some tuning to run on that, right? Chances are the parts are going to last a million freaking years. How many diesels do we know of with a million miles, two million miles, three million miles on them? Not, not only that, reliable. but they're, uh, they're, they're so um, similar, right? That the, the Cummins diesels are so similar that there are literally millions of parts out there for them. Millions. Yep. And worst case scenario, if the motor completely goes and I can't find parts for that particular motor, there's probably another diesel motor somewhere out there I can grab and throw in it, right? Uh, uh, yeah, the uh, I-80 runs through the southern part of Wyoming. I-90 runs just north of the border in Montana. I can probably find another motor. Super easy peasy, right? Yes. So it's repairable. It's reliable. Mm -hmm. It's actually incredibly low emission for the amount of work that it does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially, I, especially with the with the new uh, the new reburners and all that other stuff. Yeah. Well, the re, uh, oh, don't even get me started on that shit. But <laughs> and why that makes absolutely no sense and is stupid. But anyway, 
what's important is it's all repairable. I can I can hire a mechanic. I can hire Joe Bob that's been on a farm his entire life and never gone beyond sixth grade, and he can figure out how to work on a fucking diesel because it's all he's done his whole life. I have people that can work on it. We can jerry-rig things and modify things very, very easily to keep them working. All of these things, right, if it's a diesel one. If it is electric, I have a battery whose contents were mined by a combination of child and slave labor globally. I have, and that battery is hazardous waste when it goes. I have proprietary circuits and programming. I have nothing but stuff that it requires specialist training and specialists with authorized software from the manufacturer to go to go to town on working on, right? That's what I have. I have non-recyclable materials. I have non-self-maintainable equipment. I have non-self-repairable equipment. I cannot find alternative drivetrains. Yes. Boy, that sounds way smarter and more efficient and more environmentally friendly, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, I had to bring that up, one, for the laughs, but two, because it segues into the, the hidden article. And you're going to love this. You're absolutely going to love this. This is, a, this is a good one. Okay. For okay, for this article, we have to pretend that Ohio exists. I That's know. a stretch. I know. I know. That's it's, a stretch. It's yeah. Okay. <sighs> Cleveland's establishment goes into emergency mode over proposal to give voters a direct say in spending. Ohio's legislature is taking emergency action to block Cleveland's People's Budget Ballot Initiative, Issue 38, which would empower residents over 13 to allocate 2% of the city's annual budget. Citizens are set to vote on the proposal this November 7th, an innovation that comes as government shutdowns pending over spending looms in Washington. On on Wednesday, Ohio's Senate fast-tracked a bill to block participatory budgets by a pi- by a pi- by a bipartisan twenty six to six tally, advancing it to the state's House of Representatives in just one week, to take effect by le- election day and render Cleveland's view- vote moot, uh, requires quote an emergency clause which must pass by two thirds vote in chamber. So this is called um, uh, participatory participatory budgeting. All right, so the whole thing participatory budgeting is 2% of the budget. Remember, 2% of the budget. You, as the voter, right, you're given uh, – uh, Seattle does this too. Um, so your vote is worth you know, $10 or $15 or $20, whatever it is. And you get to vote. You get to say, hey, I want my X amount of money. You know, two percent of the total budget. My my twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, to go towards this or to go towards that, right? So, you know, I want it to go towards parks. I want it to go towards schools. I want it to go towards uh, uh, food programs instead of going towards whatever else it would go to, right? This is we're talking two percent of the budget. Two percent, the tiny, tiny two percent of the budget that you and I, as the voter, would get to say where it goes. 
How much is that? Let me let's. It's... So this is this is Cleveland's budget. Two percent of Cleveland, Cleveland's what, budget. Let's see. Cleveland uh, gets to decide this. Budget. The state of Ohio has passed emergent has passed a bill an emergency to go. Oh fuck! No, you can't. Because yeah, we so... don't want people to do that. So Cleveland's city budget, I just want to emphasize, city budget was $1.9 billion for 2023. So So is what, 20 million? 38 million. 38 million, okay. So how many, what's the, what's the population of Cleveland? What is the population of Cleveland? Population of Cleveland. Was. 372,624. So you're looking at what? So what did I say it was? $100 per? 38, 38 million. 38 million. Divided by not 380 million. Let's try the correct number of zeros. 38 million divided by 372,600. Well, okay, people, people, people are 13. So let's just say, let's just say 200,000. So it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. 200. So let's, let's say, yeah, a hundred bucks. We'll say, you know, 125 or whatever. So they are, they're they, passing an emergency bill to stop Joe Q public voter from deciding where $125 goes. It's actually even less, $101. Yeah. A hundred bucks, where a single Benjamin out of 1.9 billion with a billion dollars. I tell you where my hundred bucks is going. It's not going to the fucking government. (laughs) Yeah. There's and just to put in perspective with Cleveland too, at 372,000 people in 2020 in the 1950 Uh census. It was 914,808. Yeah. It was the seventh largest city in the United States in 1950. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Um, mercy clause, which you passed to the, uh, the amendment using this year's figures would give an 11 person committee overseen by residents c- uh, control since uh, Brazil uh, has pers- has. Since Brazil first tried participatory budget in the 1980, it has implemented over implemented into over 1,500 places around the globe, according to the Journal of Deliberative Democracy. Uh, an organization, an organizer of People's Budget Cleveland, Jonathan Well, said the measure is quote a celebration of the wisdom and creativity that already exists within our community, and quote an expansion of democracy. He calls it, quote, a way for people to have real power to make real decisions, putting their voices over politicians. And and the, the politicians said, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, as soon as as soon as you start actually allowing people to actually have a say in government, the politicians go, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> we can't actually allow the riffraff to be yes. able to decide where their money goes. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. You know, you know, like chaos, sir. You're gonna like this one. Uh, the pub, the political establishments, uh, political establishment across the spectrum. The state, however, is pushing back. 
Cleveland's Democratic Mayor Justin Bibb, that's B-I-B-B, opposes both the Senate's bill to prevent Issue 38 from being implemented and the ballot initiative itself. Mr. Bibb's, uh, Mr. Bibb's Deputy of Chief Ryan Punte, P-E-U-N-T-A, Punte, <laughs> Ryan Punte testified, testified that the Senate General Government Committee that their bill, quote, on its surface is intended to help people. But it would, quote, erode local control and hamper the ability of cities and its citizens to implement policies reflective of the unique needs of their communities. Wait, 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 stop. So he's saying, literally saying, that allowing individuals within the community to decide where some of the tax do- directly decide where some of the tax dollars from their community goes is eroding local control of tax dollars. No, no, he that was that was before uh, the uh, state senate committee. He told the state senate committee that they were that they were taking local control away. Let's see. Uh, so that was uh, testified to the Senate General Government Committee that their bill, not 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 thirty-eight, oh, not his. Okay, okay, not his. I was I had the, it the Senate's okay. bill uh, would quote erode local control and hamper the ability of citizens, citizens to implement policies reflective of the unique needs of their communities. Um, let's see. The uh, co-host of Outlaw Radio, Devaro Morrow, a Newsweek contributor, uh, said. Uh, Mr. Bibb is trying to have it both ways. He's against the participatory budgeting boondoggle. Uh, That's up for a vote in Cleveland, but he's also against the state addressing it. He's doing this to maintain his progressive street cred. Right. So he's he's against the idea that you would allow local people Uh to decide where local money goes. Yes. And he's also. Yes against the idea that the local people don't get mm-hmm. to decide I'm playing both sides. Yes. All so right. that that way I always come out on right. top. Give me, like, give me two paragraphs. Give me two paragraphs. Give me two paragraphs. Several unions, including the local AFL-CIO and construction organizations have urged a no vote on issue 38. That is the, that is the city um, the city issue to allow participatory budgeting uh, vote no on issue 38 and in a news release the Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association said it would quote take more officers off the streets and the International Association firefighters called it quote a gamble Cleveland cannot afford to take okay again I'll, I'll, again this is a hundred dollars per person 30 38 million two percent of the total budget. $38 million out of a $1.9 billion budget. And they're saying that if you let the average person decide where $101 out of $1.9 billion goes, yes. they're going to have to take cops off the street. They're going to have to reduce response to fires. Cats and dogs are going to live together. It's going to be anarchy. Hold on. Hold on. There's another quote coming. There's another quote coming. In a debate with Issue 38 advocates on Wednesday, a nonpartisan member of Cleveland City Council, Chris Harsh, a former union organizer, warned 
the hit to the general fund in a city that's already struggling, and we can't make up that loss to services. It's two percent. <laughs> this is oh, this is this is this is budget. this is nonpartisan former union organizer arguing against two percent direct democracy. Don't get me started on my opinion on unions because <laughs> you can probably guess it's not favorable. However, I just want to point out historically, union organizers and leaders do they vote for freedom? <laughs> Hold on, or do they tend to support candidates who lean? Hold Let's on, call them socialist. Hold on. Okay. Let's, <laughs> you know, this keeps getting, I'm laughing. So, you know, this keeps getting better. Oh, Jesus Christ. Writing at cleveland.com, Mr. Harsh, that is Chris Harsh, the uh, nonpartisan Cleveland City Council member and former union organizer, uh, said that participatory budgeting, quote, undermines movements for social justice. And fails to engage residents in the electoral process. Okay. So again, <laughs> as I said earlier, why that previous argument didn't make sense. This one. So allowing people, local people, to decide where local money gets spent will undermine local causes. Und- it would... Um... Uh, undermine movements for social justice and fails to engage residents in the electoral process. So what you're saying is that you, the electoral process and representative budgeting does not represent social justice or what's actually important to local people. Mm-hmm. Because clearly, them having an actual say, in fact, interferes with those things. Yes. So what you're saying is that you don't work for those local people at all, and you don't give a shit what they have to say or what they want. Yes. Right. You I, uh, know better. Keep ranting. I'll be back in just a second. All right. Like, that's. That's what you're saying. You're 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 literally saying, literally going the ability of people, local people to decide where local money that they're being st- you know that's being stolen from them towards taxes, where that's going, allowing those local people to decide where that goes is undermining the programs that you are claiming the local people want. So what's happening is you are by default actually admitting that none of those things are things that local people want, because if it was, then you know that that is what they are going to support. So you don't have to worry about it. You are admitting that you don't care what they have to say and you are doing things counter to what they are most likely to say they actually want if they have a direct 
actual say. Okay, I'm back. Okay. I have I have extended my stretch of not pissing myself on the podcast to 200 episodes. Woohoo! <laughs> this is episode 231. Don't ask. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that is. I used to drink a great lot. Great news. Up. I used to. Drink <laughs> a lot. Oh. Okay, we got a. Uh, we got two more. I'm not sure where to go. Uh, do you um, need a, do you need to laugh, or do you want to get? Do we want to get angry and then laugh, or do we want to laugh and then get angry? Um, I mean, it depends on how what you want the tone of the episode to be, because like realistically, however we end those always tends to be the the tone of the episode. Okay, so. do we want to go out on the high end? I on feel like we should go out on on the high end of things. Okay, I, we'll I feel go out like on, we should okay. go out on some positivity here, but I, I I will also be back. You read, okay? And I will be back. All right. Oh, this is a good. You're gonna you got your earbuds in, right? Yep. Okay. <sighs> Brooks Roberts' life has been a difficult one for the past few years. The pandemic left the 38-year-old and his family homeless. Disability, job losses, and an eviction all struck at the same time, sending them on a downward spiral into poverty. His mother lost his his mother lost her feet to frostbite and now uses prosthetics to walk. And in 2002, a work injury left Roberts unsteady on his legs and in a wheelchair. After being kicked out of their apartment, the family lived in an RV camper, moving from trailhead to trailhead on public lands for the past three years. They were living in a national forest in May when the U.S. Forest Service and a barrage of law enforcement tried to arrest the family for camping on public land longer than allowed. I'm going to read that again. U.S. Forest Service and a barrage of law enforcement tried to arrest the family for camping on public land longer than allowed. Roberts was shot, and the injury left him paralyzed from the waist down. As cities across the U.S., as cities across the country pass ordinances cracking down on camping and homelessness, the Roberts Roberts's eviction from the forest has become a high-profile example of an unhoused American facing harm at the hands of law enforcement while being poor and having nowhere else to go. So, so they... Okay, okay, hold on. Before we get into this... Okay, so Bureau of Land Management, right, which owns, what is it, like 52% of the West uh, and National Forest. So you can camp on public land for two weeks at a time without a permit, and but after two weeks, uh, you have to move. I think you, you have to move. I think you have to move at least. I think it's at least twenty miles or twenty five miles or something like that. And then you can camp again for another two weeks. So there are there are people that live in vans and 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 all that good stuff uh, that live on mm-hmm. BLM land in, in Nevada, uh, uh, Oregon, Idaho that will stay in a camp, you know, for the two weeks, and then move up, you know, up the road. And then stay there for two weeks, mm-hmm. and then move back down south for two weeks, and that's that's perpetual, right? That's, I mean, if, if you live if you live on on, you know, twelve miles south of the city, right, for two weeks, and then you live twelve miles north of the city for two weeks, and you just go back and forth, 
right? You're only 12 miles from town. Yep. Right? Makes sense. So, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, so they they stayed long in one place longer than was allowed. Yeah, on public land. On public land. And they are public. Are they not? They are members yes. of the public. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, he got shot and paralyzed. Yep. Oh, you know, this, this, if, it was that, if that was that, if that was the whole story, I, I probably wouldn't brought this up. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. It gets better is what yes. you're saying. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, in response to the shooting, lawyers filed a personal injury tort claim on behalf of the Roberts uh, against the federal government for $50 million, representing a lifetime's worth of lost earnings due to this condition. Quote, Forest Service officers needlessly and recklessly shot Mr. Roberts repeatedly, causing him extreme suffering and permanent disability. That's according to Richie Epic. Epink? E-P-P-I-N-K? Yeah, Epic? I think it's probably Epink. like Epink. Epink. All right. Uh, one of Robert's lawyers. The shooting occurred after Roberts, who had a 22 revolver with him, uh, allegedly pointed two or pointed the weapon at two officers after they confronted his brother. He did not fire. Police body camera footage shows. After seeing Brooks' gun, officers unleashed a storm of gunfire on him. The footage shows. Since Idaho is an open carry state, Roberts was within his rights to be holding the weapon. Yep. Uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture, which includes the U.S. Forest Service, declined to respond to requests for comment from USA Today, citing the ongoing litigation. Okay, now here's, here's this is the this is the it gets better part. This is the it gets better part. U.S. Forest Service officers allegedly fired at Roberts more than ten times, also shooting him in the back while he lay immobile on the ground, according to body camera footage viewed by USA Today. So he's while he's already while down, he's already laying on the ground, they shot him in the back. Do you know what the word for that is? <laughs> if you do that in Iraq, war crime, war crime. <sighs> uh, the Roberts family is part of Idaho's unhoused population. Around 2000 people experienced homelessness there in 2022. According to the U.S. Department of uh, housing and urban development overall help us the state increased 20 okay 15 years well so it, it just goes on about that um in idaho's pay it national forest and across the country the u.s forest service has historically managed public lands conserved natural resources and provided quote quality water and timber for the nation's benefit the agency's website says the agency's law enforcement division is quote charged with protecting the public employees and natural resources Protecting the public by shooting them repeatedly as they lay on the fucking ground already shot by them because they're exercising their Second Amendment right. Uh, uh, Legally protected Second Amendment right because it is Idaho. Idaho Idaho has open carry. Uh, It also has constitutional carry. Okay. (sighs) Uh. Quote, after I got shot, my main feeling was, am I going to survive this? Robert says, quote, because all I knew that if it killed me, my mom and my brother would basically commit suicide because of the grief of losing me. 
Uh, Robert spent months recovering in the hospital and has lived in a small budget hotel room with his mother for the past five weeks. Uh, it's a very hard to st- it's very hard to still not have a quote stable roof over their heads. He says, and he's worried to be back uh, quote on the sidewalk uh, with when what little money they have runs out. And again, I just want to point out these people are living an inoffensive, reasonable existence in an RV on public land and simply moving from one place to another occasionally. And all the issue was, was that they stayed in one place mm-hmm. too long. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, this is where I say it gets better, better. Better, better? Better, be- better, 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 better wrist? Better, better, better wrist? The shooting happened as part of a sting operation in which... Plain clothes officers tried to serve an arrest warrant for the family's unsanctioned camping and pay at National Forest north of Boise. Officers tried to serve an arrest warrant for Roberts and his mother and his brother, accusing the three of low-level misdemeanor of camping on public lands longer than allowed. His brother, 35-year-old Tim Roberts, also had an arrest warrant for disorderly conduct. According to law enforcement, he was jailed for misdemeanors and has been behind bars ever since. Oh, no. Disorderly conduct. You mean he might have said something really mean to somebody in a bar once and then shoved them? He's a dangerous psychopath, clearly. Unlike these brave forest officers who shot a man laying bleeding on the ground repeatedly. Tell me, tell me where this where this sounds familiar. Okay, the attempt to arrest Robert's family in May escalated because authorities snuck up on the family, pretending to be members of the public. Plainclothes officers from the U.S. Forest Service arrived at the family's camper in an unmarked pickup, knocked on the RV's front door, saying they needed help jump-starting their vehicle. Body camera footage shows. The tort claim states the violence that ensued stemmed from a, quote, wildly dangerous ruse operation that needlessly jeopardized the lives and the safety of the public. After Timber Roberts, that's the, the brother, Timber Roberts came outside to help the two men jumpstart their vehicles, the officers took him to the ground and said they were arresting him. Timber Roberts yelled to the camper saying he needed help, and Brooks Roberts wheeled out of the RV, uh, thinking, quote, I got to get us out of there. I got to get out there and help him. I thought he was being carjacked, that they either could have stabbed or shot him. I thought they were carjackers. I didn't know those guys were cops. And then they shot a woman holding a baby in the back of the head. Boy, this doesn't oh, sound familiar at all. It's not familiar at all. Totally, totally not familiar at all. Yeah. And then they shot a random 14-year-old that happened to be walking by. Oh, and then a and his dog. Woman and his and, dog. Yeah. And his dog. And then they shot a woman, you know, who's either pregnant or holding a baby, just at yeah. random, in yeah. the back of the head, just because. And then mocked her family for several days. Yeah. Uh, it and was then, unrelated then, to the arrest, but they then, then they, ca- then they caused a fire. carry the theme forward. Yeah. yeah. Then they caused a fire. Yeah, and then they set things on fire and, like, burned 70 children to death. You know, this is, that, that's. In addition (laughs) to. Because they stayed. I just want to reinforce. This happened because they didn't move the RV 
often enough these dangerous criminals these menaces to society failed to start the rv put it in drive and continue to the next campground on time often enough yeah in addition to the u.s forest service more than a dozen law enforcement officials from the bureau of land management McCall Police Department and the Idaho Department of Fish and Game were involved in the operation. And it's an operation that could have been solved as simple as you show up, knock on the door and go, hey, guys, I understand that, like, you've been here for a while, but there's actually this law that says you can only stay here so long. So we just need you to move to the next one. Here's a map that shows the next few campgrounds if you want to move on to those. Yes. Do, Do you need help? Yeah, did you need you, any you, help? You and we help. can help you move. We're here to serve the public. Yeah, and we'll we'll help you pack up and you guys can move on. And that could have been your solution, yeah. but you know why it wasn't? You know why it wasn't? Because you picture yourself as fucking G.I. Joe and you're saving the world. And apparently the Cobra drive RVs full of disabled people now. Yes. Uh, in addition to the U.S. Forest Service, more than a dozen law enforcement officials from the Bureau of Land Management, McCall Police Department, and the Idaho Department of Fish and Game were involved in the operation. They had the RV surrounded, but didn't make their presence known to either Brooks or Timber Roberts until it was too late. Were these people, did these people like do a bunch of mushrooms not long before and watch in the army now? Is it in the, I think, or no, Stripes. Sorry, Stripes. And then watch Stripes. And so they're under the impression that it's the urban assault vehicle that they're coming up against. Did they happen to see Bill Murray in the neighborhood? And they were like, oh, no, that's actually an assault vehicle. Like, are you kidding me? It's a fucking RV. Yeah, during the shooting, Robert's gun was flung from his hand. This is this is this is his legally carried 22 revolver. 22 uh, revolver against we all know against dozens of law enforcement officials in the sting during the during the shooting robert's gun was flung from his hand and fell to the ground officers identified themselves to roberts after firing at him more than 10 times telling him to put his hands where they can see them i can't you shot me you fuck <laughs> <laughs> just put your hands in the air. I can't. I'm fucking paralyzed because you shot me in the back. See, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And you'll notice this. If you pay attention to a whole bunch of these unjustified police shooting mm-hmm. videos, right? And you watch them and you pay attention to the audio. What do they always do? As they're beating yes. the person who's sobbing and going, stop please resisting. stop hitting me. They're going, stop resisting. As they're shooting the person laying on the ground who's dying, they're going, put your hands up, put your hands up. Okay. And you'll see these again and again and again. Right. Where that's what they're doing is they're they're saying these mantras as if it magically is going to protect them and their actions. Yes. And you know why? Because it does magically protect them and their actions yeah hold on hold on this gets better 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 oh jesus fuck yeah 
Yeah. Aren't you glad I didn't lead with this article? That would have that would have ruined the whole episode. You know what? It, these people just need to move to Liber, to Liberland. <laughs> Maybe these cops need to work for fucking Croatia. <laughs> Seems oh. to be right up their alley. When Brooks Roberts was shot multiple times by federal law enforcement, the family was just trying to survive and save enough money to get into an apartment, he said. The government made that task more difficult by garnishing his mom's social security disability checks for non-payment of camping tickets, which they incurred because of living in the RV. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Quote, we had done nothing wrong except being homeless and being stuck where we were. It wasn't like we chose to be there. We got snowed in and got stuck and had nowhere to go. So they were even snowed in at the time. Hmm. Multiple? No, they, no, they were snowed in before and couldn't move. But they got sighted. And the federal government garnished her Social Security disability check to pay for that ticket. So instead of someone with a big four-wheel drive in the Forest Service, which has a bunch of big four-wheel drives, mm-hmm. showing up to help pull them out, uh, because they are because they there. are of service to the public, right? Instead of them being of service to the public, helping the public, mm-hmm. serving mm-hmm. the public, instead of them helping them, because again, this could have been as simple as just being a decent human being, and that's how you could have solved this. Instead of doing that, they ticketed them for staying in one place too long because they were stuck. And you want the collection of disabled homeless people living in an RV to dig themselves out for miles through the snow. Mm-hmm. Mm, likely. Yeah. They're frequently known to do things like that. Yeah, Snowden got stuck uh, in the go. Quote, all I could think was how much it hurt, he said, of the day of the shooting. The shooting left him with searing pain, 11 bullet holes in his body, and lead lodged in his spine. He says he feels angry that he's become, quote, a burden to his family members because he needs he needs help doing basic tasks. What the federal government labeled camping, quote unquote, camping was, quote, very much not an existence they wanted. Durham said Durham's the lawyer uh, who added that the family could not find space in a homeless shelter. Yeah, because you, you generally can't because there's so many homeless people. You know why there's so many homeless people? Let me tell you part of Because it. if you go camping in the forest, the, the government will fucking shoot you. There's Well, eventually, yes. But, but prior to that, there are a number of reasons that lead to so many homeless people. One of them is lack of access yes. without risking everything to mental health care. So that's one. A number... Uh, of other issues include things like, oh, I don't know, the uh, fact that the United States government constantly wants to um, create to help sponsor the building of things like luxury condos and high end buildings and high end uh, dwellings that the average person cannot afford yep the government 
does not, in fact, want to help people who truly need it. Because if you truly need help, they will find a way to not give it to you. Okay. The On I, top of that, though, on top of that, the thing that drives me the most nuts about homelessness is that all these places pass anti-homelessness laws, and it's like, and you want them to go home? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what are you and, hoping to achieve here? And the icing, the icing on this, it gets better, better, betterist story, is that Brooks and his mom are still facing misdemeanor charges stemming from them overstaying at the campground. After he was paralyzed. <laughs> yes, they, they have they also have a GoFundMe. <laughs> they have a GoFundMe set up. Uh it's only it's like thirty eight hundred bucks right now. Um it's linked in the article if you come to the YouTube you can find it or I'll, I'll send you the article if you want. Yeah. The man was paralyzed by <laughs> gunfire Shot, shot ten times, has eleven holes. A piece of lead lodged in his spine, in a raid by a, a dozen operation operation by a dozen plain clothes law enforcement because they stayed in one camp spot for too long. Yes. Are you kidding? Like. Yes. That poor guy. Yes. He didn't yes. ask for that. Yes. Um, yeah. It's and if just... he had had at any point, like during this, like probably for two, several years leading up to this, right? Mm-hmm. If at any point during any of that, anyone had actually offered him any appreciable real help. Yes. But no one did. Especially not the public servants who proceeded to not only ticket him because he was stuck in the snow, but then shoot him repeatedly because he didn't leave. They they launched a 12-member law enforcement sting, plainclothes sting, in which they drove a vehicle up behind the RV, said, hey, can you help us? And they said, sure, no problem. We will help you. And then they tackled the brother and then shot him, paralyzed him. Uh, remember, 11 bullet holes, eleven shot 10 times, 11 bullet holes, which means 10 of the bullets or nine of the bullets stayed in him, right, including the one that was lodged in his spine. Uh, and they're still facing the possibility of misdemeanor charges. Like charge, like charges are still pending. Misdemeanor charges are still pending over them staying too long, quote unquote, too long in a public campground. Andrew's twitching. You got if you guys aren't watching the I, video, Andrew's Andrew's turning red. He's twitching. Andrew has uh, experience with this sort of thing, and he is very upset. See, this is this is why I don't start off with articles like this. <laughs> this is just this this is a microchasm of what it's like 
to struggle yes. in the United States. Yes. Right uh, here. This, this, this whole article, this whole article talks about homelessness uh, using using the story as the as the foundation, and then ha- has a whole whole article about homelessness um, uh, in this article. It's a USA Today article. Yeah, because uh, again, it's, it's I mean, very, it's very thorough and very very good. Because I, I mean, again, it's like all these laws against homelessness. Like, what are you going to do to them? Give them a home? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you put me in jail, if I'm homeless and you put me in jail, like you've just given me a home and food. Yes, it's like, um, like uh, there's there's stories all the time of of like um, okay. uh like during 2020, I, I think we had a couple stories of uh, uh people robbing a bank. And they sat outside on, on the on the curb and just waited. There was that man um, years ago. I was in high school at the time where he shot his mailman, paralyzed him forever, mm-hmm. um, but shot his mailman and then just sat down and surrendered because his home was being foreclosed on. Yep. And he knew the alternative was homelessness. So he was like, well, at least if I go to prison, I get cable TV, three square a day. Yep. I get a roof over my head. Yep. So, but this is a really long article. If, if anybody else wants to climb into it, but we have. But uh, if you go ahead, go ahead. Oh, if, if you still rant. had the kind of the kind of uh, um, homesteading that you used to have in this country, where people could head out into the woods, they could find a section of land that nobody else wanted, plop a you know, build their own cabin, build their own homestead, create their own la- you know, their own labor, uh, the product of their own labor, and everything and live they could just do that that's why homelessness didn't used to be a problem in this country when i hear people go well homelessness never used to be a problem in this country no it didn't because people used to be able to just go out and construct a fucking home yes and then you took that away from them because the same people the same class of people who now go homelessness never used to be a problem in this country the same fucking people then complained that all these people setting up these cabins in the woods were ruining the natural beauty of their state. Yep. Remember this, this happened because they camped too long in one spot on public land and national forest and a campground and a campground. I was going to say in a campground, these people were not just setting up in a public park. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't, the they didn't roll. They didn't roll into the middle of Yosemite Valley and squat. Yeah, right. they were in a campground, a at a campsite that they were paying for. By the yes. way, yes. So, all right, okay, all right. We got one more. Let's let's jump on this. Then we can. Biden administration shells out over five million dollars to give journalists trauma informed support. If they're getting trolled, this is, <laughs> this is not the Daily B, or this is not Babylon B. This is not any of that stuff. Uh, and the, the 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 picture for the picture oh. they used for the article is Taylor Lawrence. You remember her for Washington Post? She's the one that uh, doxed libs of TikTok. Yep. And yep. then she's, got trolled like she's hell also for she's also doxing someone. She's also the one that called uh, our buddy Magnus Pen- Penvidia, called Magnus's grandmother. Yep, and doxed Magnus over the whole Boog thing. 
So. Which was really funny because I remember Magnus going, if you're going to call someone's grandmother and try and use that to intimidate him, you should maybe make sure that his grandmother isn't a lifelong hippie who absolutely supports everything he does. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. There's, there's, there's some one, there's some one liners in here. I, I'm going to, I'm going to try and. Okay, the Biden administration has approved $5.7 million in grant funding to George Washington University. There's there's a cookie, George Washington University, to create a program that will provide psychological care to journalists who believe they are targets of, quote, misinformation-driven harassment campaigns. <laughs> oh, I have to read that again before we move on. I have to read that again before we move on just because I want it I want it set. The Biden administration has approved five point seven million dollars in grant funding to George Washington University to create a program that will provide psychological care to journalists who believe that they are the targets of quote misinformation driven harassment campaigns gentlemen we have a mission a new mission and that mission is to make sure that this cannot possibly keep up with the sheer level of psychological trauma that you put journalists through you think uh, to to quote Orrin mcintyre you think you hate journalists enough but you don't Remember my, you remember my meme that like is part of the reason I got perma banned from Twitter the first time, where it was the the Captain America. I want you to cyber bully journalists at yes. every available opportunity. Yes. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> the program called Expert Voices Together. <laughs> Psychological care to journalists who believe they are the targets of quote misinformation driven harassment campaigns. The program called Expert Voices Together is described in the government grant database as quote a socio technical system that provides real time to support to experts experiencing online harassment. The the, The project's goal is to provide journalists and eventually other quote experts with the means of quote monitoring and reporting alleged abuse as well as quote personalized assistance with digital safety access to quote mental health care specialists as a form of quote trauma informed care I have a new life goal which is to traumatize the counselors for the journalists. Yes. That is what I, I want to give them PTSD. And so <laughs> help me. <laughs> they will have nightmares of pay pays. Uh, Nothing but pay pays. <laughs> the, the flopping head trashed of. Uh, just yes. like rows of yes. them. A million rows of them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, described in the government grant database as, quote, a socio-technical system that provides a real-time support to experts experiencing online harassment. The goal, the project's goal is to provide journalists and eventually other, quote, experts with means of, quote, 
monitoring and reporting alleged abuse as well as, quote, personalized assistance with digital safety and access to, quote, mental health care specialists as a form of, quote, trauma-informed care. Well, as long as my tax dollars are spending millions on it, I might as well make it worth it, huh? The National Science Foundation first allocated $749,222 in funding to Georgia University in 2021 and approved the project continuation in 2022, approving an additional $5 million in taxpayer funds. Uh, work associated with the grant is ongoing with funding projected to end in August 2024. Ladies and gentlemen who listen or view this podcast, if you cause a journalist <laughs> to need counseling on, because of your on, online bullying, you should know. Just we, we, I we wish need, to high need, five you and buy you a beer. We need a Tyler Durden Fight Club voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the you. This is the start of Project Mayhem. <laughs> this it's hang on. You, hang on this, you you have a homework assignment. There you go. Hang on, give me give me one second. Hang on. Hang okay. on. Okay. The NSF, that is a National Society National Science Foundation, uh, characterizes providing journalists with mental health counseling as part of an effort to address the quote rapid spread of misinformation because harassment undermines confidence and pivotal source of knowledge and reduces expert participation in the information ecosystem. The grant is part of the broader NSF initiative to bolster, quote, trust and authenticity in communications systems. Hmm. Well. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay. Gentlemen. <laughs> the, hold on. I, I, I have to read that again. The NSF characterizes providing journalists with mental health counseling as part of an effort to address the, quote, rapid spread of misinformation because harassment undermines confidence in pivotal sources of knowledge and reduces expert participation in the information ecosystem. Uh, again, I just want to reiterate. <laughs> Gentlemen, we have a new mission, and that mission <laughs> is to some make of you, some of you will lose your dollars. social media accounts. Many uh, of you will is... lose your social media accounts, and that is a but risk that, is something that we, we should all be to willing to take. Yes. yes. Our mission is to make these millions of dollars the government is going to spend on the counseling for all of these propagandists worth it and so in the spirit of justifying the spending of millions of dollars of tax money on counseling i propose that we put in a concerted effort to make sure that they use every single dime Yes. On counseling, because that I have the count. I want the counselors to need counseling. I want the counselors 
to need to retreat to the forest themselves. <laughs> I need I need to make the counselors terrified to be counselors. This is what I need to do. And gentlemen, we have a mission. I have given it to you. Go to it. And I know we can do it. I have faith in us. We, we are the worst of the online trolls. Do not fuck with us. Yes. There's the, uh, that's the, the title. The, the episode title is Project Mayhem Homework and Illegal Camping. Hell yeah. All right. Let's, do it. let's, uh, let's throw some links and get out of here. Oh, we are uh, sponsored by all kinds of cool people. We're very good friends with Poppins <laughs> Patches. We, we were <laughs> until this. We episode. were until this episode. We were we were uh, sponsored by a lot of cool people who are probably now going. I don't know them. I've had nothing to do with them. Plausible deniability is the name of the game of knowing us for the most part. But <laughs> if it's not, um. We are sponsored by RK Spookware. Uh, if you know who they are, you know what they do. You know why that you need them. Check them out if you would. Uh, there is a link in our link tree. We're also sponsored by uh, Poppins Patches. He's a friend of the show. He's super awesome. Check his stuff out high quality patches lots of nostalgia lots of cool ones there's glow in the dark stuff there's geeky stuff it's super great he'll make custom stuff including custom stuff that'll piss off your friends for no other reason than you think it's funny occasionally he'll do that um we're also uh an affiliate of Lions Not Sheep, who make this shirt, the Free Man shirt, one of my favorite t-shirts, um, which is why I can never wear it on the show, because I wear it too often, and it's never clean when the show comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Lions Not Sheep. If you use the link in the description, you get a discount and all that cool stuff. Also, uh, Reaper Brand Apparel. They also make really cool stuff in addition to hats. They make all sorts of cool t-shirts. They have some very, very cool uh, 10 day challenge, all sorts of cool stuff on their social media. Really great company, really great message. Highly recommend them. Uh, check out coffee brand coffee from the quartering. Um, check out, Oh God, who else do I have for, I have a bunch of other spots. It's all in the link tree, man. Yes. The beard struggle, uh, TBS, uh, the beard struggle. They just released a bunch of solid colognes. that are super Mm -hmm. cool. They have shampoos, both for your head, for your beard. They have conditioners. They have stuff for the ladies. They have uh, beard straighteners. They're made out of carbon fiber, which is cool as hell. They got all sorts of cool shit. Go check them out. Um, There's a bunch of others that I can't think of offhand that you also want to check out, and they're really cool. And there's all sorts of of discounts available to you in our link tree. So if you haven't checked out our link tree, you probably should. Yeah, linktree.com slash anarchy among friends. Or anarchy among fur. I think is what it is. Yeah, I think it's anarchy among fur. fur. Also, if you are somebody who would like to sponsor us so that we will promote your shit, I will happily hawk your shit in exchange for free <laughs> shit all fucking day without a second thought. So feel free to hit me up and I will hawk your shit as well. Yes. As long um, as it's good quality. I have actually had a few people try to get me to hog their shit, and it was garbage. Garbage, so. yeah. So on that note, 
Um, you got anything else? Uh, live free or die. Yes. Um, the budget got stop was passed 45 days. So local warlord fall has been canceled. I'm sorry. Um, get ready for, uh, hopefully local warlord winter. Uh, it may be, maybe a bond is. So I don't know. Note, I, I have friends that, that actually work for the federal government, sadly, and they were all kind of talking about that earlier yeah. today, that they got a slight reprieve and would not be paid if, it, if this shutdown happened. Yeah. So, but if that were to shut down, then um, Homie would not have been shot for illegal camping. Right. So on that note, um, somber. Hashtag free Ross. And we'll uh we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.